Hello and welcome to Rada Publishing and I Am Enough Podcast. This is your host, Iron Eagle Mike, Mike Pistano, coming to you live. And I have a very special guest, Robert Rubin from Mysterium Philippines. He's a tarot reader as one of his uh, specialty skills, but he's definitely more than that. And I would definitely love for Robert to tell more about himself personally. So welcome, welcome, Robert. And before I forget, Robert is a co-author as well on the Awakening Star Seeds book, which is a uh, collaboration book across the globe, literally. So welcome, Robert. Hey, Mike. Nice to meet you finally on camera, brother. Yes, it's, it's such a pleasure to connect with you. And I know before we started this recording, we, you know, we found out we had a, a lot of uh, common synchronicities and synergies. So it, it's great. So yes, tell, tell us, tell the viewers here in the United States and Canada and outside of the Philippines, like what is Mysterium Philippines? What is, uh, you know, what is Taro, you know, Philippines about? What do you do? And what, uh, you know, what made compel you to, to, to write in the Awakening Star Seeds and what are you going to write about? Amazing. All right, thanks for this honor again, Mike. It's really a pleasure to be here. So anyhow, let's just start off with the top. What is Mysterium Philippines? Mysterium Philippines is a society, basically. It's a society of people of awakened inclinations. It is the leading intuitive training and service provider in the country. In other words, we want to make intuitive practices and lifestyles more accessible across the country and hopefully one day with the help of people like you across the world okay we have taken topics before that were somewhat difficult to fully understand and we've made them more accessible to the normal people so that they can also experience their own awakenings so for those who want to learn tarot who want mm -hmm. to learn to develop their intuitive gifts who want to become reiki energy or reiki healers or even now with seraphim blueprint learn the art of seraphim blueprint here in the philippines mysterium philippines offers this we really want to bring these practices to the Filipino people because we believe that through that, we can awaken more of society together. Now, aside from that, we also offer a, very, a wide variety of intuitive services like tarot readings, healings, consultations, trainings, etc. because we feel that the more we show the positive side of this to the world, mm -hmm. the more we can have a bigger following. We can have more people be open to these practices. Because we basically want to make people realize that there's much beauty to these practices anywhere we go. And that there's a healer, there's an intuitive, there's a mystic in everyone. And I actually feel that it's going to be the mystics of this world and the intuitive that it's going to heal it from what's everything, everything that's happening right now in this world. Now, to add to that, if you're asking me what Tarot Philippines, well, that's basically our arm of tarot readers. Uh, Mysterium Philippines really takes its tarot arm very seriously. We wanted to rebrand it from something that used to be considered a circus sideshow to something that's very professional and empowering. We, we believe in Tarot Philippines that basically if we've empowered you and we've given you peace of mind, we've done our job. Okay? That's a far cry from what Tarot used to be in the 80s, right, bro? Where yes. if you're going to go to a Tarot reader, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go to that. Now we want people to take it more seriously. We want people to say, hey, you know what? No, Tarot is a viable option. And it's going to give you the clarity you need by rebranding and repackaging how people conduct readings. So that's basically what we do in Tarot Philippines. So aside from myself, yeah, I love to read the tarot, but I'm also the author of this lovely book, The Intuitive Within. Uh, the book is all about discovering your intuitive truth. Now, I'm sure you're going to ask me, Mike, what's, your intu what's the intuitive truth, right, bro? And I tell yes. my, 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 my 
clients, I tell the people I work with that your intuitive truth can be summed up to this. What if I were to tell you, Mike, that you could earn just as much doing what you love in this world as you could versus a nine to five job? Would you be interested to learn how to do that? Definitely. You can have the freedom exactly. to do any, you know, anything I want on my own time, wherever I want, whenever I want, exactly. how I want it. Exactly. That's your intuitive truth. That which you want to do. So for example, if it's getting fit, if it's fitness, that's your intuitive truth. However, the problem with this world is that too many people have given up on their intuitive truth just to survive. Okay? Yes. They've pretty much given up on themselves. They've said, no, I need to live, so I'm going to do this 9-to-5 job, and I'm going to slave away behind a desk, but my dream is always going to be away from me. I tell my tarot clients, Mike, all the time that if Monday to Friday you're an accountant, but Saturday to Sunday you're a dancer, you're not an accountant who dances. You're a dancer who does accounting. And this book will help you celebrate the dancer within It'll help you remember that, no, you're meant more for you than your job. You are not your job, Mike. Listeners out there, you're not your job. There's more to you. And the point of this book is to remind you that there's something greater. And it's through this greatness that you commune with the divine. That God, the universe, gave you a gift. And that when you practice this and you honor it, you will feel the presence of the divine in your life. That's what the intuitive within is all about. It's all about discovering, reconnecting, and celebrating that within you so that you could make it part of your everyday life. That's what this book is all about. That's great. I mean, we do need a lot more inspiration in helping people discover their own truth. And we're excited to have you on board as a co-author as well. Now, will you be writing about that? Or is there something else that you will be contributing in this chapter that can help the, you know, this collective group uh, you know, get uh, you know, the message out to uh, humanity? Basically, the thing I'm going to be focusing on within the book, which once again, thank you for having me, is discovering your true north, your intuitive true north. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why is this important? It's not just about um, discovering what makes you happy, but it's discovering your genuine self. Because when you come from your genuine self, you have nothing to hide. You're not wasting any energy. You're you. So it's like, I can keep this up up all day. In other words, you are giving off energy to the world because you're coming from a genuine point of view. And in the book, what I intend to work on is helping the people who read that understand really what are their intuitive inclinations. Okay, that example, not all people are meant to read tarot. Not all people are meant to be healers. And that's okay. The truth is to find out what is your fit. Or we'd say in Tagalog, what's your mix? Okay. And by understanding that, we can celebrate it. Because as we celebrate that, we will be conduits of positive energy to the world around us. People will be inspired by us. Because you know what it's like to be around a real person. And you know what it's like to be around a fake person. You understand, bro? So yes. like, if I'm around a fake person, it's like I'm not feeling too good. But I could be around somebody who's really like angry. But if they're real, if we know that, well, that's just how he or she is. We're not going to be drained by them. So what we're going to be doing in my chapter is we're going to kind of like fine tune their compass and give them some exercises so that they can discover within what their truth is and how to use that truth to contribute to humanity as a whole. Wow, that is exciting. And we are so you know, honored that you're going to be sharing that in, you know, in this book here. Now, you know, it's like, Two different worlds. Like I, I lived in, lived and grew up in the Philippines, but I've lived most of my life outside of the Philippines here in North America. Uh, talk to us about the the challenges of actually 
helping people discover their truth because you know how it is in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. We are a very dogmatic country, you know, like there's, you know, so in, ingrained into the, into the Catholic church mm-hmm. that a lot of our, you know, like pretty much our, our true self becomes hidden. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying that from my own personal experience, I'm not saying that, you know, re, you know, religion is bad. No, there is a truth to everything. But for me, you know, growing up, you know, I remember when I consulted with Tarot, it was like really like, it's like going through the black market and you're trying to not not be known that you went to see somebody that does Tarot. Um, and then if you did see it with like a couple of buddies, you never like, okay, nobody talks. We don't about talk about this, this yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, I remember, but, and then, but the magical side of things, the one where where science is so predominantly dominated, we forget that actually science and spirituality go together. Exactly. And and I'm I'm you know I'm glad that the spiritual movement is is growing thanks to what you guys are doing there in Mysterium uh, Philippines. And you know, like I said earlier, I was like pleasantly surprised that the spiritual move, you know, the spiritual the awakening that is already happening in in the Philippines uh, for the people that are outside of the Philippines wanting to come in and also establish doing workshops or introduce their, their modalities of healing or their, or their teachings. What do you suggest? What would be your recommendation? I mean, definitely they have to contact you so because you guys know the ropes there, but what would be your tip to somebody that wants to reach out outside of the United States and Canada and reach a broader audience, especially in a country like the Philippines, which, has a high degree of education, you know? Well, for starters, number one, um, you have to understand that Filipinos, you know, it's a wonderful country. That's why I've settled here. I love the Filipino people. I have Filipino ancestry. That's why I don't want to leave this place. But they tend to be very cliquish as to who they support and who they go to. Okay? Very, the, the concept of word of mouth is very strong here, Mike. So in mm-hmm. other words, if your two best friends are saying, oh, Daling, this guy's this guy good, this guy's good then you're more likely to go to that than somebody like, who is this person? So one thing I like to tell those who would want to come into the Philippines is affiliate with a reputable group before you come in. Don't just come here, rent a hotel room, spend thousands of dollars, and expect two or three people to walk in. Because hey, you'll really lose and you'll be demoralized. Yeah. Okay? Word of mouth is the most powerful form of marketing here in the Philippines. So that being said, if somebody from outside the Philippines would want to come to the Philippines, they can always contact Mysterium Philippines and we can set something up. But mm-hmm. the next most important thing, and this is, some, this is a deterrent for some teachers and mentors from other countries, is your prices have to be Filipino-friendly. Okay? In other words, let's understand that this is still a third world nation. Okay? On average, Filipinos earn anywhere between 30 to 35,000 pesos a month. And that's lucky. A month. Meaning that's, the, that's what they have to earn and that's what they have to live with. So if you're charging for a workshop that's more than that, nine out of 10 Filipinos will not go to that. Mm-hmm. And the people that will, will just be people who have extra money, meaning that you're missing out on the true beauty of the country. However, if you actually socialize your fees and make it cheaper, make it affordable and accessible, mm-hmm. then the Filipinos will be more open to, hey, wow, look, he's charging $10,000 there, he's doing it here for only 500. Let's, let's go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? They will feel honored that you've given them that privilege. So as a second note, I always tell the outsiders, make it Filipino friendly. Don't come here with the intention of making money because the Filipinos are very, very intuitive people. Okay? Mm-hmm. They know when you're just after the money. 
Okay, I mean, we see this a lot in many things such as politics and stuff like that. They know what we call in Tagalog, korakot. They yes. know when this person just after the money. They can sniff it out. And that's one reason I love the Philippines. They're very intuitive. But if they see you're coming here with a genuine, in, genuine desire to help mm-hmm. and uplift consciousness, they will support you. So yes. that being said, um, affiliate, number one, affiliate with a very, very reputable group. Uh, plan it properly and, of course, make the prices Filipino-friendly so that at least the P- Filipinos from all walks of life can afford it. Like, for example, my tarot course, okay? The one, my guiding light in my tarot course is that can my security guard downstairs in my office afford my course, okay? If I gave him an installment payment. If he can, it's Filipino-friendly. If he cannot, let's say it's like, no, I couldn't pay for that in a year. I've overcharged already. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's really about making it accessible. The minute you make it accessible, people will flock to it. And it's a proper energy exchange. Because exactly. I know, with, you know, like when, you're, when you said 30 to 35,000 pesos a month, I mean, that's like less uh, than $800. Exactly. Less than $800 a month. I mean, the, I mean the, the, the average rent here in the United States, you know, you, you can't get anything for, you know, a decent place for like, two, you know, 1500 a month or below. So, yes. Exactly. Uh, that's really great advice, uh, you know, making it Filipino-friendly. And, and, and to get to your point, that's the reason why I guess Tony Robbins never goes there. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope he's going to come. He, Tony Robbins is one of my idols. Okay? Yes. I look up to Tony Robbins. He's mm-hmm. on my wallpaper. But mm-hmm. I can understand, too, why it's hard for him to come here because his courses are like, what, $5,000? Yeah, 5000 to 15000 I went to a couple of his. Uh, and, yes, it, you know, I had to save up for that as well to, to, you know, to, to be able to, to afford it. But that's great information. Uh, I mean, Tony you know, and a lot of these other uh, Western uh, you know, gurus, as, as you know, we'd like to call them, uh, would be providing a service to open up uh, more people when, when they offer something that's Filipino-friendly. Because uh, we have to keep in mind, brother, it's not just about the money. You understand? No. I mean, uh, yes, he, let, let's say it like this. Let's say somebody as great as Tony himself would come to the Philippines and he would not get 5,000 per person. The Filipinos will not, 250,000 pesos per workshop, never. Okay, unless you're bringing back the dead from the grave, they're mm-hmm. not going to do that. But what he would get back in value, what we, he would get back in support, in love, in camaraderie, in, in awakening would be worth 150 times more than that. Yeah. So the change is, okay, maybe he shouldn't charge 250,000 pesos or $5,000 per person. But if he made it, let's say, 40,000 pesos at the max, yes. he would really tap into the Filipino collective energy. And that would really send him to the moon mm-hmm. a lot faster when it comes to popularity. So yes. there's always an exchange. There really is an exchange. What's more important, the income or the mission? From my point of view, it's the mission. Yes. Yeah, and that's what we, you know, that's what we're doing here at the, you know, at Rada Publishing and with Awakening Star Seeds is we're making it accessible for the rest of the population of the world. Uh, you know, we've we've been approached and by many by, from many you know many countries uh, that you know, and as as you've seen, we've got people that are writing like yourself from the Philippines. We have people from Australia, Canada, Germany, Denmark, and. You know, by making something accessible, uh, really, you know, pays dividends in the in the, in the long term, and I believe in that. Um, I wanted to ask to ask you more about the, let's let's dig a little bit deeper into into tarot, like, yeah, like sure. the tarot. From what I saw, and I know you, you know, let's talk about your your radio show as well. In tarot, you can actually he- do healing through tarot as well. Can you expand on that? 
think of it like this, okay? And my wife, of course, would be the best person to talk about with healing between mm -hmm. the two of us. But she taught me, being the great healer that she is, that a lot of these illnesses in the human body begin in the mind, okay? Yes. Example, the stress you have, the worry, the anxiety, the fear, the phobia. It's all here. It all starts here. And the longer that that gestates in your head, the more your body can't handle it, okay? It's been proven that something like stress, stress mm -hmm. lung, can actually cause weight gain. Am I right? Stress, just stress. Even if you're totally. on the perfect diet, if you're high stress, certain chemicals, I'm not a doctor, come out in your body and you store fat instead of burn fat. Yes, exactly. But the question is, what is stress? Has science deduced what the chemical compound of stress is? No, but everybody knows it's there. Mm -hmm. Now with the tarot, how does tarot heal? What if I were to tell you I can give you peace of mind? What if you were to say, Rob, I'm really stressed right now about my business. How's it going to turn out? I don't know if this, if this application is going to be approved. What if through the tarot, I can help you with that? And I can tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. Or I can empower you to show you how to prepare for any eventuality. Wouldn't that lower your stress levels? Wouldn't that lower your fear? Wouldn't that lower your anxiety? Yes. And as a result, wouldn't that heal you? Because my goal in every reading, Mike, is to give you clarity empowerment and peace of mind okay that's my only goals i've had people say oh what about my love life and i see the tower the ten of swords it looks bad i'll never condemn them to a negative state i'll never tell them oh my man you're mm -hmm. screwed two ways to sunday i tell them you should prepare for this eventuality all right but i want to be wrong i don't want this to be right i would rather mm -hmm. be wrong and see you happy than right and see you miserable okay it's really about giving the power back to the client and that's mm -hmm. what i do in my tarot sessions you see, what people tend to miss out on is that there's a very powerful collective energy behind these cards. It's yes. been around for hundreds of years. And if you honor these cards, the collective energy behind the tarot, it will do amazing things for you, Mike. It will change your life. I put my kids to school with tarot cards in the Philippines. Think about that, Pare. Wow. I mean, if I told you this 10 years ago, Pare, I want to feed my children reading tarot cards, you would have fallen off your chair laughing at me. Okay. Amazing. But because Amazing. I honored these cards, I have uplifted consciousness and let people realize that, no, it's not bad. It's not work of the devil. It's actually something beautiful. It can change lives. So many things, beautiful things have entered my life. The most important, I met my wife because of the tarot cards. She was my client before she was my wife. So it shows how the collective energy of something like this can bless you, can help you, can mm -hmm. endow you with boons, spiritual, uh, spiritual gifts, and spiritual blessings. So imagine if it can do that healing, it's a no-brainer. Wow. I never realized that about tarot because I, you know, my, you know, the thing, all I, all I knew about it back then was like, it was some kind of occult way to read and predict something that would satisfy my ego. <laughs> exactly. But it, the thing is that the cards, basically, they just show you three things, where you've been, where you are, and where you could be going. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell all my clients when I first meet them. I always tell them, why do I say where you could be going? Because I refuse to condemn any client to anything. Example, if I told you, Mike, okay, pare, next week, you're going to go to Las Vegas, and you're going to waste all your money and become bankrupt. Well, guess where you're not going to go next week? You're not going to go to Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Because, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to get bankrupt. So it shows that no reading is ever set in stone. So when we come from this way of thinking, 
when we come from this mental model, it doesn't become scary. The problem is, readers of the past, and I'm sure you know this, have used this as a form of con artistry. They've used yes. this to manipulate people out of money, time, energy, effort, even sex. Yes. That's why when I would mention tarot back in 2008 to people, people were like, what? You do what? I don't want to talk to you. Now, because of what Tarot Philippines and Mysterium has done, we have made so much positive noise about the tarot across the country that we even have corporations inviting us to their events to do annual parties, to do talks, to do gigs, because they say, no, it's not bad. It's actually very beautiful. And because of that, they've been even more open to other things. Like now one big gig wants to have Reiki energy healers at their party. One gig wanted to have um, a meditation party. One gig wanted to have a healing session or a mindfulness meditation class for their, for their staff. So it shows that the market is evolving. The, the, the consumer base is evolving. They're becoming more and more open to these things. And we're here to offer it. Because at the end of the day, all we want to do is help people. We just want to be a positive influence to the people yes. around us. Yes. Incredible. I mean, that is such a beautiful uh, knowledge to, to know that the, you know, the, what they call the new age or tarot or spiritual, spiritual movement is really growing. And that's just an example of how the awakening you know, of humanity is going on right now all over the world. And so we've heard it from you. Uh, we've heard it from the people we've talked to in in Canada, in in the United Kingdom, and other parts of the world. So yes, this is a, you know this is something beautiful that is unfolding, and we are so honored to have you on the uh, Awakening Star Seeds book. And we're going to have you know we're definitely you know looking forward to to having and launching you know the the Star Seeds book in the Philippines when we get there. Uh, is there any other things that you would like to share about? you know, the, the spiritual movement that's going on in the Philippines and how like, like having a book like this can help people awaken humanity there. Oh, well, gentle plug. If you want to know more about the book, visit intuitivewithin.com. Uh, it's mm -hmm. available there. A lot of articles you can read more about it. But mm -hmm. knowing about the intuitive market here in the Philippines, there are certain things that people need to keep in mind. All right. Number one is we are still transitioning from the old guard to the new guard. And I'm happy to talk to you about this, Mike, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. If we rewound the clock 15 years ago towards the intuitive market, there were these people doing not so good practices, really ruining the market. Now, those people are slowly dying out because yes. humor, how do I say, awareness is higher than ever now. There's yes. Google, there's Google reviews, there's word of mouth. So mm -hmm. if you're up to no good, it's not going to really get out to, how do, it's not, it's not going to stay hidden for long. Okay? Yes. Now, the thing about it is this. There are still wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay? So I would always tell those who are getting into the intuitive market, especially here, that not all people are ascended masters. Okay? Some people are really, really good at hiding their shadows. Really good. And then sometimes people will be so charismatically attracted to a person. Oh, God, he's Jesus reincarnated. And then you find out something that just shatters you. So my suggestion to anybody out there is work with people who seem human, not who seem above human. Why? We're still humans in human existence. Okay? Exactly. I openly tell people, I eat meat, I watch UFC, and I get angry. I am human. I never claim to be a master, a guru, a teacher, enlightened. I'm just Rob. Mm. And because of that, people like that. He's like, you know, no, Rob is Rob. What you see on video is yeah. what you see in class, is what you yeah. see when you have a beer with him. The danger is sometimes people tend to put on too beautiful of a facade. 
Yes. And then everybody will fall in love with it. And when they find out that this person has a shadow, the whole thing collapses. Okay. So what I tell intuitives is embrace your humanity. If you get angry, well, guess what? Jesus got angry too. It's in the Bible. Okay. Mm. You don't need to deprive yourself of anger. No. If you eat meat, well, some spiritual masters also ate meat. Okay. Some do, some don't. Okay. So that being said, be gentle with yourself if you're becoming yeah. an intuitive. Yeah. Certain people kasi, would want to immediately jump the, the levels all the way to the top. You know, like I don't, I, I meditate six hours a day and I don't get angry and I don't eat meat and this and that. And you're, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on a human vessel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in my years of being in this community, I've seen people crack because of that. It's very important to be gentle with yourself. Remember that it's a process. Yes. Just like as a fitness enthusiast, if I told you, Mike, I want to lose 55 pounds in a week. You'd be like, I'm not touching that. That's so bad and dangerous. Okay. You'd be like, man, no, I'm not going to be responsible for that one. Versus if I told you, but in one year, I want to lose 55 pounds. Can we do it? Then you'd be like, okay, that's more reasonable. Yeah. You understand? It's the same thing with your spiritual growth. So if you're coming from, from the fence, if you haven't learned anything and you're brand new, work in an environment that you can work at in your own pace and that celebrates you for your individuality, okay? That doesn't try to put you in a cookie-cutter mold and say, no, you've got to be like this, okay? Exactly. Because that, that's the bad thing. Sometimes some intuitive groups want to put you in a mold. Nope, no more meat, no more this. Meditate 12 times a day, okay? And you can't, you can't sleep. <laughs> so it's like, that's indoctrinization. You will do those things naturally on your own as your soul evolves. Yes. Like one of my teachers from Bacolod before, uh, he's a good friend of mine, Mr. J. Ram Monfort. He told me, he was the first vegetarian I ever met. And I told him, I said, is it because you, you have any advocacy or anything like that? He said, no, it's just that on a spiritual level, I no longer feel I need to eat meat. So if I showed him a steak, he would, it's nothing to him anymore. Mm-hmm. You understand? Unlike me, where I see a steak, I want to eat it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm human. Him, it's like, no, it's not an issue anymore. I don't need to force it. You understand? And, and, and that's a great discussion because I know, like, especially here in, in, you know, in, in the United States where there are so very vocal vegan groups that it puts off the rest of society. And, and exactly because, like, you, you can't, you know, what their message is like, okay, you got to be vegan in order to be 100% spiritual, in order for you to ascend, in order to, you, to, 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 you know, to evolve to your light self or whatever. And to what you said, you know, like when you start putting people in cages, putting people in a cookie mm-hmm. cutter, then that's really, you're just another form of, like you said, you know, crowd control. Exactly. Like we didn't like it when we were going to Catholic school and they were trying to iron out the individuality in all of us. We didn't like it then. So mm-hmm. part of that's part of a contributing reason of why we became more intuitive in nature. So yes. we shouldn't also do that to them, to yes. the people we need. Now, believe it or not, I'm still a Catholic, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm comfortable with my Catholicism now because it cannot iron out what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read tarot cards, but if I want to get the Eucharist, that's between me and my God. And no priest, no society has the right to say otherwise. Yes, now, and nobody can judge you on that either. Exactly. Now, the thing is, we also don't have the right to judge people. Like, example, if, if we're having a Reiki healing circle here, but a guy comes in and he owns a barbecue shop, we can't look at him and say, oh, you're a murderer. You kill things and you serve him on a platter. That's him. 
we have to celebrate. He maybe has the best barbecue in the Philippines. Yes. You understand? So by, by honoring and celebrating the individuality of all people, as long as that individuality is not harming anyone, mm-hmm. anyone, what I mean, it's like, well, I'm a rapist or anything like that. We're yes. not going to celebrate that. Yeah. Um, as long as we honor the, and celebrate the individuality in everyone, then we're going to have a society of respect and acceptance. Mm-hmm. But the minute we try to take that, that's where all these conflicts come into play. That's mm-hmm. where all these, uh, these clashing of energies come into play. Because people yes. are just fighting for their identities. Mm-hmm. So it starts with respect and acceptance. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, you know, and we're excited that you are going to be sharing about this in, uh, you know, a chapter in, in the book, which is 30 really diverse stories. And, and that's the thing. And, think, and the key point that you said, talk about, uh, you know, the diversity and that is how really this universe is that we may think that everything looks the, th- the same, but it's not. Everything has a unique imprint. Everything, everyone has a unique journey. So we have to, you know, respect that. Uh, go, going back to like one, one more thing before we uh, stop recording on this one is um, what would be your tips for someone that would like to share their story and get on a book? project like ours especially in the philippines what would you tell people that would want to get their stories out start by writing it that story is not going to write itself and okay start by writing it number two progress not perfection too many great authors i know have not written any books yes a lot of unpublished uh, bestsellers right you know why because they are so hard on themselves they want it to be perfect and that there's no such thing as perfection so my first edition of this still had grammatical errors in it but you know what Mm -hmm. i said i'd rather release a book that's 90 percent complete and say i have a book and improve it down the line than Mm -hmm. to wait till it's perfect and never have a book yeah you understand so write the book write your stories progress not perfection number three most important do not write what you think people want to hear Write what you feel and you will find your audience. Okay? Beautiful. Beautiful. That's... Because if, if you're trying to write to please other people, you're selling out. Exactly. But if you're writing from your truth, you know, here's the thing. J.K. Rowling wrote from her truth and people, publishers turned her down left and right. Imagine if she changed that and said, no, nobody's going to sell that. Then we wouldn't have Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So if you write from your truth, eventually the right people will find your message. And that's what's going to change your world. Nobody changed The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Yes. Okay? Even though people said it was no good, it was garbage, this and that, he kept it pristine. And now look, what, sixth bestseller book in the world? So oh come from your truth. If you come from your truth, you're, 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 you're solid. Don't write, oh, will people like this? Don't give a shit. Sorry to say that. Do you but, like it? Is it you? Yes. Wow. Timeless and beautiful advice. Uh, we're so excited to read your chapter or we'll basically have you in the book when, when it comes out. And we're so uh, grateful that you came on to do this uh, interview with us and share your wisdom. And we look forward to having more sharings uh, and you know, more collaborations with you, Rob. So thank you. And uh, we will talk to you again soon, okay? See you all. Namaste.